Welcome to the Crafting Character Podcast. Steve Carter here, and in association with my good friends at Preaching Today, The Ascent Leader, and Food for the Hungry, I bring you a podcast that longs to help you get better at the craft of preaching and teaching and with the sole intent to have your character always lead the way. Today, I'm excited because I get to interview a dear friend, a mentor from afar, someone who I reached out to a number of years ago asking if he would endorse my book. And I'll never forget getting an email back from Max Cicado and he said no. (laughs) He said no. And the reason he said no in the email was because he does not endorse books for people he doesn't know. But then he offered me a gift. He said, even though I will not endorse your book because I don't know you, I'd like to offer you another invitation. And that is, can we get to know each other? Because I'd like to get to know you. And I couldn't believe it that this guy who has written so many books and preached so many uh, sermons uh, was willing and able to make himself available to me. And over the last number of years, um, he's just done that whether through phone calls or Zoom calls or uh, me going out to San Antonio or just us connecting in different cities, um, he has been an absolute gift. And so today I'm excited, thrilled, honored, and humbled to have a conversation with the one, the only, Max Licato. Well, everyone, I am so excited to have this conversation with uh, one of my favorite preachers on the planet, um, a pastor who isn't just a pastor from afar, uh, but someone who has honestly pastored me. Uh, I'll never forget coming out to San Antonio a couple of years ago and uh, just sitting in a Panera Bread and um, the questions that Max Lucado asks, uh, the wisdom uh, that he just can drop in a sentence. Uh, I, I found myself taking copious notes and reflecting on um, just the, the wisdom, the truth, the way that he just pointed me back uh, to Jesus. And I, I, I love his writing. He, he just makes beautiful concepts and ideas um, so accessible and applicable. And he's done it again. That's just all I can say. He's done it again. And he has a book out called Help Is Here. And I typically don't do books here on the podcast. Um, but one, Max is, as Christianity Today calls him, America's preacher. He's an amazing preacher. But, but more than that, this whole book is on the Holy Spirit. And so without further ado, Max Licato, welcome to the Crafting Character Podcast. Oh, man. You, you overstated the case. You're very generous, and um, but I uh, I love you, Steve. It's great to see you. What a treat uh, to have a, a few minutes to to get caught up. Yeah, I do recall so well our visits we've had uh, here in San Antonio, but then also over the phone on occasion or two, and just text messages. And it's um, I'm so so proud to know you mm-hmm. and thankful for you and your and your beautiful family. Thank you so much. Well, I, uh, it was always wild to me because you would text or you would call at what felt like the right moment. 
And of course, when, you know, I, I got a sense of what your, your next book was about, uh, it was all on the Holy Spirit and <laughs> how help is here. And I just, th- there's something about your attunement to the Spirit of God that from afar and from mm. receiving, um, I've, just, I've just been a beneficiary. Mm. I'm curious, was that always the case for you in ministry? Um, was, was the, the Holy Spirit, cause I feel like I grew up with thinking that the Trinity was father, son, holy Bible. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't I've never have heard a, that. That's I great. didn't have an understanding of yeah, the Holy yeah, Spirit. What yeah. about for you? Yeah. Um, okay. The super elevator talk version of it. Uh, you might remember I was a drunk by the time I was 18. I was I always say a six pack a night guy. I wasn't literally a six pack a night, but it was almost. And I was a mess. My dad said uh, if I went to college, the only one he would help pay for was a Christian college. And, you know, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. And I knew that tuition, even back then, was a lot. I ended up in a Christian college. Uh, and, and through the influence of some friends at that Christian college, I came to believe that God's grace was really greater than my sin, and my sin was great. Uh, really, grace became my message, my life story. I loved talking about it. I, as you know, I ended up in first Miami, Florida, then Brazil until 1988, and then I had an opportunity to come to the U.S., and uh uh, while I was in the U.S., I took on the role of senior pastor at the church where I am still today, and uh, I burned out within two years. I fizzled uh, because I was working all under my own power. I had a lot of, you know, kind of a type A personality. I was going to do it all myself, and I developed insomnia, and I couldn't sleep, and so I would pull myself out of bed in those many, many nights I couldn't sleep, Steve, and I would I would kneel at a couch in our living room. I was 35 years old, had three small kids, had a church depending upon me, and I felt like my world was just too heavy. And and and, and I was a mess. I was a mess. And I begged the Lord. I begged him. I said, Lord, I don't know where to turn. I can't do another meeting. I can't come up with another sermon idea. I'm only two years as a pastor, and I'm already sick of it. I mean, I was a mess. Now, little by little, Steve, not overnight, not Saul to Paul on the road to Damascus, okay? But little by little, each week got a little bit easier. And I felt the load begin to lift. And I felt the joy begin to return little by little. And I started sleeping better. I actually went to a doctor and he helped me with some sleep medication uh, issues. And, and then we in, enjoyed a few miracles at our church, some, some healings that we'd been praying for. Uh, and then the church staff kind of took on a better sense of cohesion. So it, within a few months, I felt kind of a renewed call into the ministry. And I remember one time reading in John 14, how Jesus called the Holy Spirit Uh, our paraclete, you know, our comforter, our counselor, the one who comes alongside. And that's when I said, that's who this is. That's who this is. 
Now, I, I was about that point, about 36 years old. And to be quite honest, I too thought the Trinity was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Book. Had you asked me about the Holy Spirit, I probably would have come up with some answer, but it would have been just something I'd memorized, you know. Uh, but I began to see that the Holy Spirit is truly the unfailing friend of the saint, mysterious, impossible to box, cannot be predicted, yet can be depended upon to meet us in our darkest moments and to help us. And through these many decades since, uh, I, I have enjoyed a friendship with the Holy Spirit. Could it have been deeper and more intimate? No doubt about it. I feel like if the Holy Spirit is the Pacific Ocean, I've put my toe in the water, okay? And so I'm, in fact, I, I avoid people who act like they're experts in the Holy Spirit because he's too mysterious for us. But you have your story, I have my story, and together our stories come together to help us encourage one another to live in a harmony and find strength in the Holy Spirit. Uh, so beautiful. You have a way with words, and I find myself picking up your books, the many different books that you've written, and your titles always get me. Mm. And just in three words, help is here. In so many ways, have encompassed uh, that paraclete, the advocate, the comforter, the counselor, this third person of the Trinity. Talk about how help is here, that title came to be and came to resonate with you where you were like, oh, this, this is the title of a yeah. book on the Holy Spirit. Well, I, I thank you for asking that. It, it, it goes back to what we just said, the way Jesus described the Holy Spirit. It uh, almost goes without saying, but I guess we should say it. Jesus is the only expert on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, he's the only expert of the Holy Spirit. And he called the Holy Spirit the paraclete, the helper. And, and so when you think about the desperate situation our society is in these days, uh, we are in desperate need of a supernatural uh, source of help. Uh, I was really struck to learn the other, that, that we now have a suicide hotline of, that's dedicated the government has set up a dedicated three-digit, just like 911, we have a three digits for, for suicide. What, what have we come to? What have we come to that, that we have to create a special number because so many people, uh, and I read that the suicide uh, attempts at suicide are at all-time high since World War II, and, and especially the younger generation. It's just devastating. And so we are ripe for a spiritual renewal. We are ripe and desperately needed. Uh, so I've got to be careful. I'll get off on, uh, away from the question that you asked and not even remember what it was. But I believe deeply that we need some type of supernatural help. So that's really where the title came from. Help is here. It really is and enjoying him and trusting him and discovering him. That's what we're all about. I love that you use the word supernatural because yeah. one of my favorite, and again, um, 
you are a master at slinging words together. Just the way that the syllables just run together. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. One of my favorite sentences that you wrote about the Holy Spirit, he is the executor of God's will on earth today, here to infuse us with strength, supernatural strength. And I, I was just thinking about that because uh, my grandma passed um, and we had her funeral a couple of weeks ago and uh, in her church that she was the church secretary and it was a beautiful service in so many ways. And uh, my aunt was the executor of that will. Mm. And just the, and, and it just hit me like, wow, I've never thought about that. That yeah. the Holy Spirit is the executor of God's will on earth today to give us that strength that supernatural strength. And I, I don't know, we're, this, is a, this is a podcast for preachers. And I know that they're, they're, they're dealing with a lot. Um, there's pastors who are dealing with a lot because their congregations are dealing with so much. I'm curious for you, how when you would be writing a message or you're putting together these paragraphs for a next book, um, how, how do you invite the Holy Spirit, that great helper, that paraclete, into your sermon process or into your writing process? What does that look like for you, Max Licato? Well, I think, I think it begins with uh, believing that the uh, same one who saved me is now sustaining me that we have the presence of God in our lives uh, in the form of a Holy Spirit, the invisible spirit. And so I can believe by faith that as I sit down and begin to craft a message, that if I say, Holy Spirit, would you guide me? That I can really begin to trust my thoughts, that my thoughts are going to be... Um, I started to say hijacked. That's kind of a negative word. <laughs> Requisitioned might be a better word. That the Holy Spirit is going to take my thoughts and direct me uh, down a down a certain path, uh, and 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 help me think clearly uh, on a particular topic. Now, it it it, it, it some days, Steve. Uh, for me, this is very difficult because I tend to, uh, my mind tends to go off on a direction that I want to go. But if I can stay submitted to the Spirit in my thoughts as, as I'm studying, uh, then I'll sense the Holy Spirit take me in a way that maybe, maybe I wouldn't have thought of uh, otherwise. Uh, I thought this happened yesterday. Uh, I'm working on a sermon series based on the life of Elijah. Elijah. Wow, I've never preached through Elijah before. And I am having a lot of fun preparing these messages. And yesterday's, uh, I needed to craft the message based on uh, the departure of Elijah from this world, caught up in the whirlwind, caught up in the whirlwind. He was waiting on the whirlwind. And I just got caught up in thinking about the fact that we're, we're the same. We're the same. And as I was studying, even now as you and I are talking, I feel kind of a, a happiness in my heart. So I think, call me goofy, my sense is that's the Holy Spirit saying, yes, Max, yes, go that direction. 
Uh, we're all Elijah. The story of Elijah is our story too. In fact, there's a whole generation of people who, again, depending upon your end times understanding, but there's a generation of people who will be raptured, just like just like Elijah was. So I'm just pounding away. I'm starting to write. And I'm getting excited. And I think, okay, that's it. I flip over to First Thessalonians and I'm reading about the promise. Of, and so that joy, that peace that comes, I sense that is the Holy Spirit. Now, yesterday was a good day. But please, let me be real quick to say, some days are hard days. Some days I just feel like I'm fighting uphill and I'm slugging away, and I can't get my thoughts to line up, and I can't figure out exactly what this story is a takeaway, and I have 10 takeaways instead of one, and it just gets all confusing. So in those times, I have learned the hard way to just back away and say, okay, Lord, my, my mind is everywhere. Please help me. And there have been times I've said, I just need to stop today and come back to this with a, with a fresh, fresh uh, set of eyes. So is that helpful at all? Uh, it, it's it's amazing, but you, you just did it again with Elijah. Like I'm caught up in the whirlwind. I'm like, yeah. oh, that can preach, you know? And I was just sitting with someone yesterday, um, an amazing, amazing uh, pastor in the Salvation Army. And she's working on a message from Esther and had been in your kind of book on Esther and kind of walked through the three C's of mm. Esther. And it just was like, it, it, it summarized this, this heart. And, and that's, again, a, a gift of God through that spirit who just infuses you. And it's, 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 it's fascinating because when I look at the, the subtitle uh, for this book of Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose Requires the Power of the Holy Spirit. I, I love that word requires. And every preacher knows that because Sunday's coming and we have to find fresh strength with a series on Elijah or a series on Esther or a teach on end times. Mm. We need that fresh strength and purpose. Talk about that word required, because I think that's a fascinating, just uh, bridge word for the subtitle. Um, to, to operate as I tend to do out of just, um, what's the word? My own ability, my own strength, uh, that's a real uphill battle. Mm. Well, oh, okay. As, a, as I, I, you know, right now, I'm, I'm not the senior pastor of our church. I was for decades, but right now, I'm a what we call a teaching pastor. Uh, but, I had an I had you know 25 years as a senior pastor so I know what it's like to try to lead a staff and I found that to be a challenge a real challenge some people find it to be a joy and I'm jealous of those who do uh but but I found it to be a challenge and the reason is because I have do not have a strong leadership gift uh, in in the sense of strategic planning and decision making. That's a struggle for me. I can write a book. I can write a sermon. I feel the joy of the Lord when it comes to messaging. Uh, I get that. But, but put me in a room with seven or eight really capable, high performance 
individuals who have seven or eight opinions on whether or not we're supposed to, I don't know, build a building or have a focus on this event or, you know, and I would feel quickly overwhelmed. So my response in those times was to call everybody to prayer, everybody to prayer. I say, we've got to ask the Lord to lead us. And I was blessed to always have someone on staff who seemed to truly have a gift towards strategic leadership. And I learned that if I was wise, I would consult that person. I would acknowledge that they're bringing something to the table. He or she, we always either had uh, at least one or two people who, while I was over there trying to disentangle it, they could already see the solution. They could already see it. I could see it in their face. And so I would turn to her and I would say, tell us how to handle this, how to manage this. Now, I didn't do that always, but when I learned to do that, Steve, uh, it really, that part of ministry took on a whole new load. So I guess what I'm saying is don't try to do it all yourself. I know you've heard that before, but the Holy Spirit is the one who gives the gifts. And and do not assume that just because you're the preacher, you're also the most capable strategic planner. Now, some people are. you. I think you would be, Steve. You probably have both gifts. I've met some pastors who do. They're amazing people. But it is not. there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I don't have that skill set, so I'm going to lean on the person who does. That's so good. I It reminds me in what you're saying of a quote from William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, who said, the greatness of a person's power is the measure of his or her surrender. Wow. And I just, I, I when I hear that ability, when you say help is here, it is a, it is a posture of surrender. Mm. Um, when you, when you are going to find that fresh strength and purpose, man, there, there's, it requires that surrender and longing for the help that is here to actually help guide and comfort and counsel and be, uh, what Jesus invites and gifts for each of us to have. Why, why do you think people resist the Holy Spirit? Because I feel like there's, there's many of us who are, is it, is it because we don't understand it enough? Is it because it's gotten in our, in our teaching of it, we, we can't have control over it because it's, it's mysterious? Uh, what, what, what do you think is the resistance when we have this kind of help available to us to actually have it guide and direct our life? I will answer that question on the condition that you answer it as well. I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Deal. Deal. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer on that. I agree, though. Uh, I agree that people are intrigued by the Holy Spirit. And I don't think I knew how much, to, to what degree that intrigue is until I wrote this book. Because people are saying, really? I'd love to know more about the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking about people who are as secular as a, as a two by four. I mean, they, they, they're saying, really, I'd love, yes, 
you know? And so there's something intriguing about it. So here's what I think has happened. I think there are two dangerous camps that are pulling us back. One camp is comprised of people who have a backstage pass to the Holy Spirit. And they have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit and they brag about it. And their job, their ministry is to try to impress me that they know more about the Spirit than I do and uh, maybe someday you'll catch up with me. And they talk about the Holy Spirit like he's their buddy, buddy, you know, and, and, and use him as a, self, a way to self-elevate. On the other extreme, there are those people who refuse to accept any, any source of strength they cannot explain. And the Holy Spirit cannot be explained or contained. He cannot be explained. He cannot be contained. So that that bothers some people. It bothers some people. And they're afraid. They're afraid the church is going to get out of control. They're afraid uh, that things will happen that are not part of a plan. And, And these are good people. And I think both camps are good people. But so the people who are like to control things just clamp down on anything uh, that that smacks of uh, you know Pentecost. That's the camp I was raised in. I, I I grew up in a church that never discussed the Holy Spirit. I don't resent that. I owned a Bible. I could have read about the Holy Spirit myself. I, looking back, I I would have liked to have had somebody preach about the Holy Spirit, but. But, but that did not happen for whatever reason. So I think those two things are always going to be a part of the, Holy, uh, of the discussion of the Holy Spirit. And uh, yet in the middle, in the middle, there is a group of sincere disciples. He loves the Lord. She loves Scripture. They want everything. Paul said, sincerely desire the gifts of the Spirit. So they do. They sincerely desire the gifts of the Spirit. And I, and I think in that center, there is a, a revival waiting to happen uh, as, we, as we seek the Lord and, and seek His Spirit. I love that. I think I resonate so much with that. And and I think your language of explain and contain, I think that I think when you can't explain something and it can't be contained, um, often the best kind of idea to describe it is through the text or through metaphor. And and it's just it's 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 hard to sometimes put those experiences. And I also think that there's times where people who then do share, um, they often will come across like the person with the backstage pass. Yeah. So they, they, they hold back from sharing, which is why this book is so important because like you mentioned in the center, you are showcasing how to actually live with, as you say, this heaven sent helper. Mm. That I, I just, that's such beautiful language for me. And, you know, I, I remember one day I was leaving church in Chicago. I see a guy walking up towards me and he reaches in his pocket. He's probably 20 feet from me. And he, he throws me a set of keys. 
And I, I grab those keys. I, I look at them and it says Ferrari spider. And I'm like, <laughs> what? so you know what I do? I, I pull out my keys to my 2004 Honda Civic and I throw them right back to him. Fair trade. Well, he, he's like, I just got this. Take it for the weekend. I'm like, I, I can't drive a Ferrari. He's like, no, no, just, just go. Take, take your son for a drive. So I get in this car and it's so low to the ground. It's, I turn it on, 700 horsepower, goes zero <laughs> to 60 in less than three seconds. I, and I, I, Max, I start driving this thing. It's V12. It's supercharged. I'm driving it at seven miles per hour. And this guy keeps calling me, but I'm not going to pick it up because you can't talk on the cell phone when you drive. <laughs> so finally, I, I hit speakerphone and this guy across the phone, he's following me in my Honda Civic. He's like, this is a V12 supercharged. Goes zero to 60 in less than three seconds. It's not a Honda Civic. Hit the gas, Sally. And I just remember, I was like, okay. And I, I was journaling about it that night. And I realized, man, I, I am oftentimes so afraid of going to one of those pendulums mm-hmm. that I often have this resurrection power. I mm. have this heaven-sent helper, as you said. I have mm. this fresh strength and purpose that's found in the Holy Spirit as you write. Mm. And yet I'm driving it like it's a V4 Honda Civic. Wow. And wow. I just, I, it, it, it just, it, it shaped me to go, now how do I make those stories of how the spirit goes after my character to sanctify or, or gives me a word for a message or mm-hmm. tells me to, to, to reach out to someone? How do I make that so human and so normal that people can like access that and be intrigued by that as well? And that's what you do in Help Is Here. That's what you do in your books. You always make me lean in to go, I want that. I, I, I need that. That's actually accessible for me. Grace, like when you write about grace, I'm like, that's accessible. But now the Holy Spirit, this, I mean, Max, this, this book, if it gets into the hearts and the minds of a congregation, hmm. I mean, the, 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 the holy ruckus that this could do in cities hmm. and yeah. churches, I, do, do you see this as a potential sermon series? Because that's all I see it as a preacher. Mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. Have, have, you, have you done this as a series? Or? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and by the way, you did answer the question, right? I was trying to see if you did I, your- I tried. I kept tried. your I end of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Ferrari yeah. illustration. That, that's great. That's great. When I, uh, when I was- preaching this. I did preach this at the church uh, and um, and found that, uh, like we were just saying, that people were fascinated uh, by, by the, a study of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to, I want to just, the pastors listening to this broadcast will so appreciate this quote. It's in, I actually put it in the acknowledgments, just kind of begging for, you know, for forgiveness up front because I knew I would misspeak. But this is a quote from Bernard Rahm. Uh, he said, there is a hiddenness to the spirit that cannot be uncovered. There is an immediacy of the spirit that cannot be shoved into vision. 
There is an invisibility of the Spirit that cannot be forced into visibility. There is a reticence of the Spirit that cannot be converted into openness. For these reasons, one feels helpless, inadequate, and unworthy to write a line about the Holy Spirit. That might be another reason that we don't understand the Spirit, because we pastors were we don't know how to teach, and I get it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying uh, that we should, but the Holy Spirit, like I said, cannot be explained, cannot be contained, and so we just back away from it a little bit from Him, back away from Him a little bit, and say, um, uh, I don't. I don't think I can tackle that topic. Um, may maybe I could be so bold as to encourage you, pastors, uh, to consider. Consider it, uh, uh, you know, start, start with John 15, 14, 15, and 16. And just imagine Jesus uh, telling his followers, unless I go away, the helper cannot come. It, what was so intriguing and wonderful about the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, I need to move over because here's somebody coming that's going to really comfort you that's going to truly strengthen you. And just let your church live with the possibility of it. Put the disclaimer out like I did. I Nobody has written the authoritative book. Nobody has preached the authoritative sermon series on the Holy Spirit. None of us have. That's what makes him so wonderful. He's so spectacular, so immense. Uh, he, he is, he is the universe that we're seeing through the James Webb telescope now, just never ending, always creating. Uh, but let's introduce our church to him, to him and, uh, and see what happens. It's so beautiful. We're talking with Max Lucado and in, in the whole idea of help is here is finding fresh strength and purpose requires the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just telling you, if you dive into this book you could really create a sermon series really easily. I mean, just, just if you walk through what this book is going to do, you will learn, your people will learn who the Spirit is and how the Spirit can help. They will be able to uncover what kind of power the Holy Spirit offers. They're going to be able to trust the Spirit, to intercede on their behalf. They'll live knowing their salvation has been sealed. Your people, I mean, you can do a whole series on this. This is like right out of the book will become joyful, enthusiastic, and empowered people as they draw closer to God. And because the world that we're living in, they're going to be confidently able to face any difficult because they have this heaven-sent helper, and they will be able to discover their unique gifts and purpose to further God's kingdom. The, the idea of this kind of series, I mean, it's, it's, it's an empowerment series for your people. And I just love it. Um, Max, I'm just sitting here listening to you talk. And one of my favorite scriptures, um, just kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, a, it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Uh, maybe it just um, came to mind uh, as you were talking. But, and it's just because it's, I don't know, something that uh, I just wanted to think about. But I, there's this passage in Acts 11, 24, and it's talking about Barnabas. And it says, he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, and mm -hmm. led a good number of people to the Lord. Wow. And I, I, just, I just 
just sitting here knowing you, um, I felt like that's who I see you to be. A mm. good man, mm. full of the Holy Spirit, mm. full of faith, who has led a good number of people to the Lord. You are an encourager to me. Um, you are an encourager to so many. Um, you can take a hard truth and and really give me the courage to want to live that hard truth out mm. or take a word like grace or the Holy Spirit and go inspire me to say, man, you can, you can really live with this. I, I, I love how far you've come. And oftentimes when we get together, you remind me of where you've come from. Um, but I love that Barnabas story of mm. he was a good man. And the next line, full of the Holy Spirit. Wow. It was like character development in that wow. to be a good man. Um, you have been preaching, you've been pastoring, you've been leading. You are a, a good man, in my opinion, like a good Jesus-following man, someone mm. I deeply and respect and hold in high regard. How have you opened your life up to the Holy Spirit, to counsel and shape and form? And what wisdom would you give to, to pastors listening about how to do that, because I, I I want people to be better preachers, but if I, at the end of the day I I want preachers where their character leads the way. Any any wisdom mm. that you'd speak to that for out of your own life? Mm. Mm. I think I think for me, uh, Steve, the the willingness to trust the authority of God to forgive me and to use me. Uh, you know, I, uh, if I can, if I can just be so honest is to say that, uh, I, I have to have grace. I have to have grace. I just have to, I, I don't think I would be alive right now had it were not for Christ. I think I probably would have, uh, driven my life off the cliff. I know I couldn't have stayed married. Um, I have a voracious appetite for coors uh, and and for for women. If I can just be so honest, I just think I would be a mess. I'd be a mess. Uh, but the Holy Spirit has brought me comfort time and time again. Uh, you know the the fact that I'm a saved sinner is is really enough for me. I was in Mexico, Dina and my wife and I went to Mexico for vacation. Uh, their forty first wedding anniversary. We were going to go on our fortieth, uh, but uh, COVID happened, so we couldn't. So so uh, so we go to this hotel in this beautiful city in 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 Mexico. And um, the uh, my computer was having issues, so I went down to the business center and uh, used their computer. And I realized that their computer's not protected. Uh, I have every possible protection, uh, Steve, and I don't mind saying that. My wife knows it. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't know how to get into her phone. I can't access her laptop. The one laptop I can access has Covenant Eyes, is the name of a filter. 
keeps me from being able in a in middle of the night moment uh, doing something that I would regret. And um, uh, so there I was in a hotel in a biz- that had a business center and it had an unprotected computer in it. I was way down in Mexico, far away from anybody. I was like in a different world. And I'm, I'm on it. I, I, I'll just say I was tempted. I struggled. I was tempted. It took all I could do to resist. Uh, and I felt so ashamed that, that I still struggle with that. I'm a 67, almost 68-year-old man. I shouldn't struggle with that. I confess that to my wife, to Deanline. She's wonderful. And she prayed for me. And uh, I wept. I wept. Uh, and yet I still felt bad. You know, I just felt, come on, Lakato. Are you ever going to get to the point where the desires of the flesh don't just pull at you? And so uh, Deanlin w- wanted to take art lessons. And it just so happened that art lessons at this place were Sunday morning. So I said, you go take art lessons. I'm going to go find a church. And I did. I found a, a little church. And it was a bilingual church, interestingly enough. And the preacher, I just found it online. You know, I showed up. I sat out there, didn't know anybody. And the preacher said, today's sermon is, his mercies are new every morning from the book of Lamentations. And Steve, I just wept. I sat there in church and I just wept. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Because the same grace that found me when I was 20 is the same grace that finds me when I'm 67. You know, that, that you've been so good to me and forgiving me and protecting me uh, all these many decades. And I, to be honest, Steve, I can't remember your original question. But it prompted that thought. I hope you don't mind that honest confession. Oh, but I, 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 think, I think the question of character is all a part of that. Uh, there is a war against pastors. There, is, there always has been. But it seems like right now they're just really being attacked, really being attacked. We are. So maybe I could encourage pastors by saying the same grace that saved you initially will sustain you eternally. That's just a biblical truth. Uh, And the temptations are going to come. But the Lord's grace, the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Receive them yet again. Receive them afresh. Let let the Lord save you every day. <laughs> he doesn't need to save you every day, but affirm that salvation every day. Let that let that be the joy of your life, you know. And don't and and and, and acknowledge these temptations. Whatever you, whatever your struggle is, it, it may last a long time. I pray it doesn't, but. Even when those temptations come, or especially, just believe the Lord's grace is enough, is sufficient. Max Lucado, uh, I think just even that last word, um, just your posture of surrender, your humility, uh, your character, um, you are prolific. And when it comes to preaching, when it comes to writing, um, but your heart, you're just a good man. Uh, well, thank just, you. I just love you. Please pray for me. And, please pray yeah. for me. And I pray for you 
let's pray that we never bring the Lord's church into ill repute, that, that we always represent him well. It's a battle. It is. It is. It, and in some ways, it's a miracle that we make it. <laughs> oh, well, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us on the Crafting Character Podcast. And I, I mean, just one last word to all of you pastors. Uh, do yourself a favor. Pick up Help Is Here. Get more acquainted and fixated with the Holy Spirit and what that might do in you, for you, with you, and through you. Max Ocato, thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to the Crafting Character Podcast. If you like this podcast, man, would you just go leave a review? Uh, would you share it? That, that just helps us out. Um, and then secondly, I want to let you know, preaching today, we're here to help you. Uh, we care. It's what we, uh, and why we put certain articles up on our site. But we also have this amazing member community that really wants to help you take your next step as a teacher and pastor and you can learn more. You can go to orderptnow.com slash cc30, and they'll give you a 30% discount. Also, the Ascent Leader, this is where we do all of our preacher cohorts. And this is for lead pastors and also emerging voices. We have lead pastor cohorts where we are trying to help them get better as preachers, as leaders. And our next cohort is with the one and only Dave Stone. You know him. He pastored and, and preaches, um, but he led at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, uh, Kentucky for so many years. Go to theascentleader.org. Check it out. It's incredible. And then Food for the Hungry, which I'm so excited because uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going on my first trip with them. We're going to the Dominican Republic. Um, you'll have to check my Instagram at Steve Ryan Carter because I'm going to be posting about it. And Food for the Hungry, I've just heard about their work when I lived in Phoenix. I went to their you know, headquarters that's in downtown Phoenix. But now to actually not just have met people from the field, but to actually go and see the good work. I can't wait to tell you all about it. So anyways, my friends... May you know that help is here. May you know that the great advocate, the third person of the Trinity is here for you. May you access that power today and let God use you through your preaching, through your character, through your marriage, through you as a parent, through you as a friend, through you as an apprentice to Jesus. Much love everyone, grace and peace. Mm -hmm.